the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Made my way back from Florida, and a meeting uh, very briefly with former President Trump and a lot of other people at the opening of 2000 Mules, Dinesh D'Souza's film about the elections. It's something you should see. Everything the left touches, it, it ruins. That was my original way of putting it. I would say destroys I debate between ruins and destroys because ruin is not as strong as destroy because destroy is permanent. Although that's not even true. You can destroy a building and rebuild it, I guess. So they destroy everything they touch. Is this the first time in American history that the Supreme Court has needed to be blocked off from the public? Is it? I wonder. It's not the first time? I don't know. You don't know? Yeah. I don't know either, but I, if I had to bet on it, I would bet on it. I don't recall it in my lifetime. The left is evil. Liberals vote for evil, even though a lot of them are nice people. And that's the story of the state of the United States in a nutshell. It is an amazing thing, isn't it? You don't get the decision you want. Did, why didn't they have to build barriers to the Supreme Court after Roe v. Wade? Given the passions of the pro-life people, how come justices who voted for that completely destructive decision, the the decision along with the 62 prayer in school, which changed this country for the worse, which created the culture wars that have never subsided, those justices have passed on and they have left a legacy of the destruction of a country I suspect most of them loved. However, being a fool is the problem in life, not having bad intentions. Very few people have bad intentions. The amount of evil done by people with good intentions is almost equivalent to the amount of evil in the world. Except I'm not talking about, you know, cartels. Cartels don't have good intentions. Drug traffickers, human traffickers don't have good intentions. That's micro-evil. In other words, evil done on a one-to-one basis. 
But large-scale evil is done by people very often with good intentions. They, they don't lack good intentions. They lack wisdom, which means they're fools. Fools past Roe v. Wade. But again, there were no barriers placed to the Supreme Court in front of the Supreme Court at the time. They weren't threatened. Here's an example of left-wing evil. A man named Simon Gwynn, G-W-Y-N-N. His tweet, his tweet, interesting real-life trolley problem in America now. You know what the trolley problem is? You know, there's a very fat man on the tracks, and uh, if, if it, what is it? If the, oh, yes, if it go, keeps going where it's going, the train, it'll kill a b- bunch of people, whereas if it, uh, you, you veer it, the trolley, you have control over the trolley, would you veer it to kill the one guy? and stop the train like a heavy man is going to stop a train it doesn't matter, the point is would you kill an innocent so that it, that's the trolley problem, would you kill these people if you had the chance, I'm reading now if you had the chance to kill Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito the two oldest right wing Supreme Court judges, should you do it while Biden can get his nominees to replace them confirmed hmm That's something, huh? The fact that a person on the left feels free to tweet that because they know they're not going to be hurt by people on the right. One of the reasons it is so easy to be a leftist is you don't have to fear danger, damage from the right. Who's going to hurt you? You know, the local church? Then they, there was some f- pushback. I don't know what has happened to this guy. Is he? Is, is, oh, Twitter's kept him on, right? As far as I know. Yeah, he he doesn't go off. Right. If you say you don't believe the last election was fully honest, then you're off. But if you tweet, I ha- let's let's think about killing Supreme Court justices. You're on. Just for the record. Hmm. Huh. And then, then when there was pushback, he has, it's interesting, it's an abstract question. I've removed uh, my recent two tweets about the U.S. Supreme Court as on reflection. They're obviously pretty irresponsible, though I don't think they would be against Twitter's terms of, what is TOS? Terms of, what is TOS? Terms of service, I think. FYI, I don't endorse murdering anyone, but don't think there's anything wrong with thought experiments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a champ. He has a, uh, has a Ukrainian flag by his name. With friends like that, the Ukrainians don't need enemies. one eight Prager 776 is the number... There's there's more there's so much of this stuff going on. Saki, Jen Saki, the woman I've I've come to have contempt for. She refused to condemn this is Daily Mail uh, on Thursday yesterday. Plans for protests to take place outside of conservative Supreme Court justices' homes. It's, a, it's another new thing. 
did any did any right winger go to any uh, of the left wing justices' homes? Hmm? Do we have do you have any recollection of that? Look, I think the president's view is that there's a lot of passion, a lot of fear, a lot of sadness for many, many people across this country about what they saw in that leaked document, Saki said. I don't have an official U.S. government position on where people protest. Mm -hmm. There's no official government position on where people protest. The government is mum quiet on the issue of going to justices' homes and screaming. Nobody screams like leftists scream. The, uh, this was uh, a question asked by Fox News Channel's Peter Ducey. Ducey was signing a Fox News report that said pro-choice activists under the moniker Ruth sent us after the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a proponent of Roe, published what are likely the home addresses of Justices Amy Coney Barrett, Samuel Alito, Brett Kavanaugh, Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, and Chief Justice John Roberts. During the briefing, she also suggested conservatives were making too big of a fuss about the leak. I think what is happening here, and what we think is happening here, is there is an effort to distract from what the actual issue here, which is the fundamental rights with abortion. Yeah. None of them could remember a leaked decision from the Supreme Court, but it is a, it's a distraction to raise that issue. I can't tell you how amazed and saddened I am by the fact that so many of my fellow Americans living in the best country ever devised came out such horrible human beings. One day way in the future, I hope, maybe it'll never happen, but at one time in the future, if if there is an America that is true to its values, that survives the left, or another country that takes on, any country could take on American values. That's my thesis of my book, Still the Best Hope. Our trinity, e pluribus unum, liberty, and in God we trust, is, is useful and usable everywhere. So one day they will they will try to analyze, perhaps, how a good country could produce so many bad people. It's really worth considering. Many people own coins that have not performed as well as they'd expected. Some own coins that have done better than they expected. Or maybe you just want to cash out and do something else with the money. Markets change, and to understand the current value of your precious metals portfolio, you should get a new valuation. So I'd like to tell you about my friend, and he is, otherwise I never use that term, Nick Rovich. Came my friend because I so admire his honesty and 
integrity and knowledge of the coin world, of the gold world, the silver world. He's owner of AmFed Coin and Bullion for over 40 years. Nick has built a reputation for trust and honesty, and his goal is to earn your business for life. Nick won't push you to sell, but when you're ready, I believe he offers the best price, trade, and consignment deals compared to anyone. Right now, Nick and the AmFed team are offering their exclusive coin performance review for free. That's right, free, with a no-pressure guarantee from Nick. Call Nick at 800-221-7694. That's 800-221-7694. Whenever I'm down, I call on you, my friend. Uh, let's go to I Peter in Philadelphia. In Peter in Philadelphia, hello. Whenever I'm down. Uh, are the phones on? Uh, I didn't hear you, Peter. Right-wing protesters do go to people's houses. The COVID anti-lockdown protesters went to the house of the head of the public health department in Ohio named Amy Acton and protested in front of her house. In Massachusetts, they protested in front of the governor's personal residence. In Michigan and Rhode Island, they blocked hospital entrances so that people couldn't get into the hospital and the staff couldn't get into the hospital. And perhaps you heard me in Michigan, some anti-COVID protesters tried to kidnap the governor. Oh, so wait, all right, that, that, all right, the last one is nonsense. I, I don't know about blocking hospitals. I can only tell you every time that I was aware of any of this, I condemned it. I don't follow every protest in America. I, okay, so uh, I, I, I have no other reaction. It's wrong to protest at people's homes, left or right, period, end of issue. I condemn them equally. I never participated in it, and I condemn it. And I have all of uh, all of my career. However, it's the first time in, in in history that I know of that the Supreme Court is now now has a fence, and that's thanks to the left. Okay, uh, the, I'm sorry you believe the kidnap story. It it, it it undid your other other arguments. I I do I do fear for the Supreme Court justices. It's really not fully answerable. I discussed this two days ago when I was last on. You think it makes sense because you're used to it, but think about it. Why the hysteria, the the ex- extraordinary passion? over the right of a woman to kill her baby at any time of pregnancy. And I'll even grant that I wouldn't use that term prior to heartbeat and and brainwaves, okay? I'll, 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 I'll grant anything that you want on purely science grounds. By the way, the Bible, uh, the Old Testament, I can't speak for the New Testament, I don't think... The New Testament addresses the issue either. The only time the Bible addresses the issue is in the book of Exodus. It's a very complex law where a woman is forced, uh, is, is injured by two men who are fighting. She's injured and her children come out of the womb. And then what to do? And, and that th- there is an implication that they are regarded as children. Some people read it differently. I've studied this thoroughly. It's in my Exodus commentary in my rational bible series my my opposition uh, is based 
on logic, morality, and it is not it is not in fact in my case as much is, but this is not biblically based. Not that the Bible is silent, but that is not the reason. If the Bible were completely silent on the status of the unborn, I would simply use reason and my moral system of you can't take human life. I don't understand why you can take human life before birth but not after birth. I don't understand means I don't understand. It's not a matter of I don't agree. I don't understand that people are hysterical on this issue, that, that there is an inability to forthright condemn in the most powerful terms possible threats to Supreme Court justices because deep down vast numbers of people on the left would like uh, a Supreme Court justice killed. There's no doubt in my mind. What this guy tweeted uh, is exactly what uh, I'm not saying liberals, I'm saying leftists would, uh, would not be unhappy. Let's put it that way. It's a, it, we so take it for granted that there's passion on behalf of the right to uh, take a baby's life at any time of pregnancy. And if, you, if everybody calls it a baby, by the way, everybody, even leftists, no leftists, no leftist goes to a pregnant woman who's, uh, a woman friend who's pregnant and says, uh, how's the fetus? say, how's the baby? Woman is killed who's pregnant, they charge with double homicide. But if she wants to commit the homicide, that people are screaming their lives out. These are lost souls. Lost souls. That's what they are. They're embittered maybe by horrible experience. Maybe they were raped by a stepfather. As one writer in the New York Times says that her, uh, the, the woman that she's married to was raped by her stepfather when she was 12. So such a human being, I understand why they're so angry. I do. Most people are not raped by their stepfather or father when they're 12. Most women. Most girls, to be precise. I don't, I don't know where this anger and passion comes from. Maybe it's just from the belief, you can't tell me what is right and what is wrong. I really think it is as simple as that. You can't tell me I'm a leftist and I have substituted for God in determining right and wrong. We shall return. The Dennis Prager Show. In November of 2020, the Democrats were up to no good. Apparently, they were planning to pull off some degree, maybe decisive degree, of election fraud. Well, they might have been caught. Find out what they did and how they did it in the new documentary film called 2,000 Mules, directed and narrated by renowned filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza, and executive produced by Salem Media Group, with research from TrueTheVote.org. 2,000 Mules tells the story of those who tried to hijack a presidential election 
you'll see actual video surveillance tapes. You will see how their cell phones were tracked to box after box as they got paid to carry out this illegal scheme. Watch the movie and decide for yourself. Attend a limited release premiere of 2,000 Mules on May 2 or May 4. Check your local listings and get your tickets today at 2000mules.com. That's the number 2000mules.com. All right, here we go, everybody. It's the happy, 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 happy hour. Yes, it is. Well, my friends, it's the happiness hour on the Dennis Prager Show. Every week, every Friday that I'm on, which is about 48 out of 52. Because the happy make the world better. And the unhappy make it worse. The original lyrics. It's the happy, 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 happy hour. Yes, everybody, the happy make the world better. Happiness is a virtue, not just a an emotional state. You should strive for happiness. The pursuit of happiness, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. The giants who wrote the Declaration of Independence, they were giants. Oh, God, I, I, I tremble at the thought of reducing the greatness, diminishing the greatness of the founders of this country. Anyway, it's the happiness hour. People love the happiness hour for good reason. I got a great topic for you today. The association of winning with happiness. It's what we call in sociological psychoanalytic terms, a (laughs) boo-boo. That's right, it's a boo-boo. Or as has become common in our vocabulary, it's your bad, your bad, my bad. Not a term I use, but nevertheless, it is out there. The, The association of winning with happiness. So I love telling you stories in my own life that lead to my thinking about this. So I I may I think I mentioned it on the air, but now I want to develop it. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was with one of my sons and his family. We were at a Passover retreat outside of San Diego, where I spoke, and they come to visit. It's a lovely uh, four four days that we get. It's the last half of the holiday that we get to spend together each year. And on one of the days of the, of the of what are known as the, the middays before the the various rules governing what you can do or not do, Anyway, we went to a go-kart place and with my son and his wife, my wife, and my two grandchildren ages 11 and 6. Now, you have to understand who were at the go-kart place. 
the average age was probably 23. And I am older than 23. (laughs) But I thought, you know what? I got to give this thing a try. And I think the hardest part was actually getting my six foot four frame into the car (laughs) and out of it. But I did it, and I uh, got into a big crash as it happened. So, such a big crash. By the way, these things go up to forty-five miles an hour. This is this is a uh, this is not just a little bumper car. And uh, it was such a crash that the wheel of my go kart came off. The wheel, not the tire. <laughs> they stopped everything, and I went back into another cart and continued. So there's a big screen up there, an electronic billboard, as it were, and it lists all of the people by name, which I thought was great, and there were eight of us on the track, and there it was, Dennis Prager, number eight. I took a picture of it. <laughs> so I, I thought about that, I thought, Not only am I not embarrassed to have my name as number eight, I was so damn proud of myself for doing the entire track, including a crash. And as is my want, I started theorizing about life and how that really is a paradigm for much of life. Now, is it good to come in first? Yes. I I believe that that's a good thing. I think people should strive to win. My argument here is not that winning is bad. My argument is that winning is not the source of happiness. It is worth striving for And it can bring you some joy slash happiness. That's also absolutely correct. When when guys win the World Series or the Super Bowl and they're practically in tears, I get it. I I don't mock that at all. These guys have worked so hard to win. But what's... So what is the problem in associating winning with happiness? The, there are many, many problems. First, not everybody can win. By definition, a tiny segment of the population wins. If winning brings happiness, then happiness is unavailable to the vast majority of humanity that doesn't come in first, that doesn't get to be CEO or chairman of the board, or president of whatever, or valedictorian. By the way, that's why they drop valedictorian, because they think winning brings happiness, and if you don't get to be valedictorian, you can't be happy. Why, did, why else did they drop valedictorians in so many schools? Because it'll make the non-valedictorian unhappy. I told you the, the fools teach your children as a general rule. Truly foolish, foolish human beings. People devoid of wisdom. 
I wasn't valedictorian of my high school class. So what? So what? I was one of the happier kids in my high school class. I was even president of the high school class. So yeah, in that sense, I won. Meant more to me to be to be elected by my peers than it, than it would have to been a valedictorian. But it doesn't matter. If I weren't president of the class, it wouldn't have mattered. The association of winning with with happiness. My kid has to get into the best possible college. So then the kid gets an acceptance into some Ivy League school, and the kid is so happy. So I'm curious. Here's an interesting question. I don't know the answer, but it's an interesting question. Is the average graduate of an Ivy League school, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, or non-Ivy League, Stanford, Berkeley, 10 years later, 30 years later, are they on average happier than those who went to Michigan State? Now, by the way, I know nothing about Michigan State. I simply wanted to take a state college that I knew existed. That's what I was going to say Idaho State, but I don't know if there is an Idaho State college. There is? Okay. doesn't matter. Michigan State. I'll stick with Michigan State. It's an interesting question, no? Do you think, because happiness is so important to most healthy people, do you think that the average Princeton graduate, 10 years, 30 years later, is happier than the average Michigan State graduate? That would be great. I don't know if it's testable. I, I really don't know. It's, it's very difficult to measure people's happiness. People say they're happy when they're not. People say they're unhappy, and they are. Well, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if asking people is the, is a good measure. It might be. It may very well might be. But people are embarrassed to say to somebody, I'm not happy. Anyway, the association of all of these winning championships, that's why do, why do they give kids participation trophies? Because they want them to think of themselves as winners because winning makes you happy but it's not true it makes you happy for the moment you can't keep winning nobody wins the Super Bowl every year I'll give you other examples but I'll take your calls I'll give you the number now 1-8 Prager 776 877-243-7776 I was very happy that I did the go-kart, but I came in last. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the store, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at My Pillow found that out around 2006, and towels changed forever. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. And that happens to be true. I use them. They are all made with USA cotton, and they come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. Six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regularly $109.99, now $39.99. 
Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels, by entering the promo code PRAGER. Or call 800-761-6302 for these great radio specials. MyPillow.com, promo code PRAGER. Regarding the last gentleman's question, this is where you can talk to me about anything. I may be the only secular show, regular show, that talks about religion, because that is the most important subject in the final analysis. As we are seeing in the devolution of the United States, it is overwhelmingly because of its secularization. I know you were brainwashed into believing that secularizing society is a wonderful thing. Sometimes it is. If Iran became secular, it would be a more moral place than it is today. I agree. Over time, that would collapse as well, however. What we need is good religion. I don't mean that all Islam is bad religion. The Islam of Iran is bad religion. There's bad religion in every religion, and there's good religion in every religion. And we have to have good religion, or we crumble. Anyway, to answer the last man's point, yes, God favored Abel's sacrifice because it was, it was a, he gave of the choicest of his flock. But the story would have ended there. The story is not about God's favoring Abel. That's Cain and Abel, the two brothers. Abel's sacrifice. It's about the fact that Cain killed him because of the sacrifice that God favored. You have two, uh, in life you have two choices with regard to people who do better than you. You can say, wow, how did they do that? I'd like to do that. Or you can want to kill them. That's, that's the anti-America hatred. Is emanates from that. America's done so well, people hate it for doing well. And that was the root of anti-Semitism. Even when Jews were poor, they had a, they had a pretty high quality of life, family life, communal life, etc. That's the Israel test by George Gilder. You could see the video. George Gilder is one of the greatest thinkers living. George Gilder has the Israel test book and PragerU video. He explains that. Read the book and or watch the five-minute video. Okay, let's see. Well, look at that. Don in Arizona was born at 1 a.m. Night person. He's awake at 2 a.m. All right, there you go. There's that woman's thesis. I I am now curious. I, I don't know who would know, though. My parents have passed on. I don't know who would know that. Okay. I didn't know there was a Milwaukee in Minnesota. Is that correct? Milwaukee, Minnesota? No, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, it says here Minnesota. I've been getting some boo-boos. I I don't know. I think, uh, Sean, I feel bad, but the punishment room is called for. Okay. Here we go. Hello? I want you to learn to be more professional. That's what you're going to do. Okay, Vera, go ahead. Hi, uh, Mr. Prager, do you hear me? 
well. Okay, thank you so much, Mr. Prager. You were talking the other day about uh, the BLM folks and the woke folks and how they are always accusing others of being racist. Now, this is, the, this is what you do with people like this. My college professors were always accusing everybody of being a racist, right? White people are racist. But you know where they live? They all live in the white suburbs, okay? Or they live in white neighborhoods in cities. So this is, this is what you do when they start that spiel on you. You say to, they, you say to them, and where did you say you live? Well, that's a very that's a very good point. <laughs> yes, why would you choose to live among racists? Well, it's also interesting the number of uh, of uh, black accusers of systemic white racism and whites are are morally inferior human beings who are married to whites. I mean, it's it's actually you know Kamala Harris is uh, is an obvious example. Uh, the uh, the Supreme Court justice who was just uh, nominated and and approved, she's married to a white man. It's actually uh, quite uh, quite normative. Now, what would they say? Would they say, well? My husband is not a racist. Bill de Blasio was married to a black woman. So would she say my, my husband is, a, uh, is an exception? All whites are racist except for Bill. Would Kamala Harris say all whites are racist except for Doug? Or Doug is also a racist. Or Doug has fought his racism. But if Doug has fought his racism, then it's a lie that all whites are racist. Clearly, you can't have it both ways. You can't say all whites are racist except for my husband. You, even to the New York Times, you would sound stupid, although I'm not sure that that's possible. But nevertheless, it would seem that way. So it's an interesting question, no? Why are all these... Angry blacks, angry at America, angry at whites, married to racists. Well, because it's a gigantic lie that whites are racist. Some whites are racist. The percentage of white racists is probably not one iota less than the percentage of black racists or Hispanic racists or Asian racists. America took in Vietnamese boat people. Japan didn't because they weren't Japanese. We live, we bathe, we swim, we drown in lies of the left. So good call, I appreciate it. Uh, Naples, Florida, France says, if I look at my birth certificate, it'll say what time my birth is. Oh, good, I will look. Now, Now I'm curious, very nice. Okay, we are going to continue with calls. Uh, let's see. Did I name my bulldog Otto after after what? After that sergeant's? Hmm. He wasn't named after anybody. We just thought he looked like an Otto. We'll be back in a moment. Well, hello, everybody. 
This is the hour you ask about anything. If I drop you, don't be insulted. It could be any number of reasons, but don't take it personally. Big issue in life, anyways. People take too much personally. Uh, Kennards, South Carolina. Is that correct, Jeff? That is correct, Dennis. Hi. Good afternoon. Thank you. Or good morning out there, maybe. That's quite all right. A book... Uh, work done in the 30s by Joseph Daniel Unwin. Have you ever heard of it? Sex and Culture? Yes. No, no, I, I don't want to claim what I don't deserve uh, credit for. I saw your call and then I looked it up. So uh, that's, I did not know about it. However, I as soon as I saw its thesis, I got the Kindle version of it. So dur- yeah, uh, during the break, I actually got it. <laughs> you uh you will probably run a show on it it's absolutely um f- fascinating to, is is a very least how did you find out about it there was a uh i think a preacher up in canada had something to say to that effect to it and i was looking at the site. so did you read the whole book just a it's a there's a condensed version out there where is it? Uh, I can I can send it to you. Yeah, do that. Um, so the thesis is that the that culture develops when sex is controlled. Is that correct? Restraint. Yeah. Restraint. restraint. Yeah. Restraint. Control yeah. is. A, yeah, I meant self control, not controlled yeah. by society. That that yes, self restraint in the sexual arena enables civilization to develop. Uh, yeah, that. Thank you for for bringing that to and, my attention. And when it's not, when it's not, that's it, right. It will not last more than one generation. Well, and that 1934, and it, he wrote it. Yeah, 34. You know, he he had nothing in his preface. He says that uh, when I started, I sought to establish nothing. I had no idea what the results would be. Yes. Yes, the, the, that book would not even be published today. That's the amazing thing. Uh, I, I I believe that absolutely, and that is one of my arguments about the restraints on sexual behavior in the uh, in the in the Bible. You want to build civilization, you have to control your nature, and that includes sexual nature. Yeah. And now, now they're having drag queen study hour for five-year-olds. We, the barbarians are winning in the United States. I, didn't, I don't believe they've won, and they may yet lose, but they are winning. They don't know they're barbarians. They don't wake up and say, how can I destroy civilization? But they are. And every one of us who thinks about this, who is conservative or who is not leftist, knows this is, know this is true. Douglas Murray is an example in his uh, book, The War Against the Western Civilization, or The War Against the West. I don't remember the title. I'm reading that, too. Thank you for bringing that uh, to uh, to my attention. Much, much appreciated. Uh, Minneapolis and Dave, hello. Hey, Dennis. Uh, just FYI, initially I called in to ask you a photography question, but your call screener said no photography questions. Oh, uh, that's only because she's listening to my producer. What's your photography question? Yeah. <laughs> I've been a, a professional shooter uh, since the late mid-70s, 
Um, just wondering if you, so, so I go way back to the film days. Um, have you dabbled in uh, mirrorless photography? Yet? No, of course. That's what I own is mirrorless. I have, I have a Canon oh, yeah. R5. I'm, okay. I'm crazy right. about it, but I still want a Leica. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. What else, what, what's your other question? The other question is I have uh, people who I have known who have been great friends uh, in my business for 30-some years who at the last election uh, went full Trump derangement syndrome and uh, consider Trump a racist Nazi and anybody who supports him to be a racist Nazi by association. And I definitely am not. Um, but they they want people to apologize. And until you apologize to, I don't know, them or the world or something in uh, in public, uh, they won't uh, they won't consider you friends. What? How do you handle? Oh, I, I really want to talk to you. Stay on. This is really important to me. I feel for you, actually. I've not encountered that with friends, but I have friends who share my values. Will they apologize for voting for Biden? The damage Joe Biden has done in his year and a half is uh, incomparable since Andrew Johnson. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of Pragertopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at Pragertopia.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.